Welcome to the Becoming Well podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of faith and mental health. On this episode of Becoming Well, we are tackling a topic that, I don't know, is a little bit challenging to think about sometimes and maybe even understand. It's this idea of spiritual warfare and mental wellness. So, you know, having the ability to discern if something is actually spiritual warfare or mental wellness, or maybe a combination of both. So we are excited to have you join us as we tackle this topic. Hey, Mary. Hey, how's it going? Good. This is like really relevant for you, right? Because you were just (laughs) talking about all the spiritual warfare happening in your household with a teenage daughter. Yes. You know, and I love my baby. You guys know I say that all the time, but I have realized that my relationship with God is so strong. <laughs> He's my rock. He's my rock. And, you know, it's it's interesting we're talking about spiritual warfare today because when um, my, my daughter and I have kind of our teenage mom moments and teenage and I or she has her moments or with her father, I do ask. Is this spiritual warfare? Yeah. Right? Is this something, you know, that is just a developmental thing? Right? Because it's kind of like, well, all teenagers. Or is this something that's like, you know what? This is, you know, this is not about flesh. This is in a spiritual, you know, this is spiritual warfare. This is, you know, again, you know, I've been like inundated with the book of Job the last couple of weeks. But it's just like I keep picturing that whole scene of, okay, you can do this. But she will not, you know, or he will not, you know, um, deny me or, you know, but he is allowing some things to happen yeah. in the spiritual realm, yeah. right? And so sometimes when I'm arguing or whatever's going on with my daughter and I, I just am like, okay, Lord, you know, and I made the joke, <laughs> I made the joke off air. I'm like, is this, you know, something that's going to stick? throughout life <laughs> that I really need to start praying about now <laughs> or is this really something that's going to change when she turns 18 right you know or myself you know or whatever I'm I'm battling with it's not just her because I got my own stuff too but yeah yeah I always think about you know some of my students will ask me um with regards to scripture in the bible that talks about people who are demon possessed mm. and the description of you know um of somebody that's just very vocal and running around and maybe um, disheveled and and maybe even not wearing proper clothing yeah. and um, almost what when I read those part of scripture I almost picture kind of a very serious manic episode mm-hmm. when when you know Jesus talks about um, releasing the demons from somebody mm-hmm. and so my students will ask is that you know a descriptor of mental illness, mental wellness in the Bible, or is it demon possession? How do we know the difference between the two? And, you know, one of the, um, well, not one of, but some of the main symptoms of like a schizophrenia diagnosis Mm -hmm. can be delusions, thinking that, you know, you're somebody that you're not, or thinking that somebody from the TV is talking to you and you're responding to that, or hallucinations, thinking things are there, people are chasing you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not worked with that particular population with that diagnosis in a while, but I did. Me too. And yeah, and Mm -hmm. and you can see there are some similarities and we know now that we have current research and, and medical technology that schizophrenia has 
significant impact on brain structure mm-hmm. and um, neurochemicals. And so could there be, mm-hmm. you know, an, an, an incident of demon possession? Is this um, purely biological, neurobiological? Mm-hmm. Those are questions that are hard to answer when you're standing in front of a class. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I and to be honest, I don't know if I have a full concrete answer. S- yeah, same. It's I, I don't know that we ever will this side of heaven. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and as you said, you know, it's kind of when people ask about mental illness in general, you know, where does it come from? There's not, in my opinion, there's not there's this one holding place where it comes from and if there's you know some some you know issues in that place say that uh you know um it's biological or something then you're going to have mental illness i do believe that oftentimes it is a spiritual attack Mm -hmm. right but i also believe there's a biological issue i believe that there it's a neurological oftentimes where you know individuals just do not have enough um neurotransmitters and and all of that, that, you know, you know, the when you take SSRIs and so forth and trying to replace that so it could be balanced. And so they can actually feel as though, you know, I I believe SSRIs like block the um, reuptake serotonin serotonin inhibitors, inhibitors. Yeah, it blocks the serotonin so that you can actually feel more balanced and you're not feeling so down. Right. Mm -hmm. It kind of balances you out. So I do believe that there are way a bunch of different areas where you may um, where mental illness or mental wellness may be affected. Right. And I do believe that's the same idea when we talk about spiritual warfare. Right. Or, you know, you may suffer from anxiety, for example. I've said this on our show before where I have heart issues. And so oftentimes my symptoms will mimic someone having an anxiety attack. Yeah. And it's coming from my physical issues that I suffer from. However, the spiritual part comes from where I tend to start getting depressed because I'm anxious mm-hmm. or I'm allowing the devil to tell me or the enemy to tell me that I'm worthless because I'm anxious. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not even that one only is housed at the same place. It could be a culmination of things happening in conjunction with one another. Yes. Well, and I, what you just said made me think of this image. You know, um, I had a friend recently who got a pretty significant infection mm. and um, ended up in the hospital, and the infection made her very vulnerable and susceptible to other illnesses. And mm-hmm. so she ended up having to be put in isolation in the ICU. Mm. And she's okay now. Yeah. Um, but the reason why was if something were to happen in her vulnerable state to mm-hmm. her body, if she was exposed to a bacteria or some other you know, germ in the hospital, it could have literally been fatal for her. Yeah. And so they had to put her in isolation to protect her mm-hmm. because she was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing to me is the reality. And I don't even know that I'd ever really thought about it like this before. But when we're going through a season or a period of depression, mm-hmm. significant depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, we are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we know, yeah. I mean, the symptoms of depression can absolutely be a a lack of Mm self-worth and those thoughts that are intrusive that are saying, you know, you're not capable, you're not enough, you're not lovable. Or with anxiety, am I, you know, am I going to be able to do it? What happens if this, this occurs? I'm afraid Mm -hmm. if I lose this person, whatnot. And, and so then we're vulnerable and we know you said Job, you, and you gave a phenomenal talk on Job recently and Job was vulnerable. Yes. 
And the devil took advantage of that. Yes. And he was blameless and upright. Yes. Right. So we have to make that. We have to. I really want to like extrapolate that because I think sometimes we think, oh, if it's a spiritual attack or if it's mental, it's it's something maybe that we've done. But all of these things can happen at the same time and 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 be a spiritual attack and something that's going on biologically or do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's it's like my friend. It's not like yeah. she went out, you know, and just deliberately got an got infection. infection. Yeah. <laughs> right. And she's really healthy, too. I mean, she's like the type of friend that I'm like, oh, that's the I need, last person. Mm-hmm, I need to be eating more like her and <laughs> taking care of my body more like her and sleeping more regularly like her. And she yeah, the last person I ever would have thought yeah. that would have gotten an infection. And mm-hmm. so. You know, um, our our uh, lovely content producer had given us this scripture today to just kind of center around. And I'm looking at it and, you know, it, it's Ephesians 6, which you said is one of your favorite verses. Yeah. Um, and in verse 11, it says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And, you know, I. I think this where we're honing in on right now is so important because we talked about this before on the podcast. It's easy for us as Christians to to focus in on just the spiritual part of ourselves. Mm. Um, and we know that God has made us whole. We know that uh, that we are spiritual um, beings, but we're also physical beings and we're we're um, emotional beings and we're relational beings. Mm-hmm. And so when we separate those out, we run a risk of, missing huge parts of who we are. Right. And so yeah. I think I think what I'm coming to mm-hmm. sort of the conclusion as we talk through this topic is that we really can't separate these two out. We cannot. And I love that you read that scripture because the second part, which the second part is therefore take up the whole armor of a God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as, as shoes for your left feet, your left feet, your feet. <laughs> just I only wear a shoe on my left foot. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> having put on the righteousness given by the gospel of peace. What that speaks to me and this, this scripture has always spoken to me is not saying that we're not going to go through things, Right. And so I don't know if it's even up to us to even focus on, is this a spiritual attack or is this, you know, in, yes, it's good to know oftentimes because then you'll know how to pray. But I believe that what this scripture, in my opinion, is saying is that to stay ready and to be ready and stand firm and have these, you know, the breastplate of righteousness and so forth so that we know what it is. Right. So even in my daily reading, I've been really, I've been, thank the Lord, you know, because of Amaya, I've been very consistent (laughs) with my Bible reading and it's just not her again. Listeners, I love my baby. She is so dope. I do. Um, Wait, okay, wait, hold on. Don't forget what you were going to say because I just thought of something really good. So, So basically, spiritual warfare could also be spiritual welfare because you're <laughs> going through spiritual that. warfare but you said it's driven you to read scripture more which is enhancing your welfare yes that's the word right that's welfare. the word yes okay. I, I anyway. thought of a different welfare but... <laughs> oh oh yeah there's that kind of welfare too you're not on well <laughs> well maybe we all are in a in a in a spiritual, a spiritual way exactly okay i've gotten this way off topic anyway so no, you've but, been reading scripture more but i love that but i've been reading scripture more because of you know all of the circumstances and it's you know it's it's teenage stuff that are, and so forth but i've been reading a lot of scripture and because i've been i feel like because i've been diving into the word and god is con- continuously having me come to him 
I am more able to see if it is spiritual warfare warfare versus something else. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. So because I'm putting on, you know, all of my armor, I'm trying to put on my armor every morning. It's hard sometimes. It gets tarnished sometimes. You're putting on the armor of God on your left foot. On my left foot, not my right, though. (laughs) Get it on both feet. When he says stand, you stand like a pelican just on my foot. But, (laughs) But it is because he's like, he has allowed me to, so because I am trying every morning to make sure that I am um, covered and have my armor on, then I can distinguish. Therefore, I will know how to proceed. Yeah. Right. So there are times where maybe something is going on with me and it may be something that stems that's uh, physical. Mm-hmm. Right. And so instead of just saying, nope, that's 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 the devil. It might be where I need to make sure that my health is straight. So I have to go to the doctor and as well as saying, OK, Lord, can you please be here at the doctors with this issue? Or it could be the other side of, you know, the the other side where it might be, you know what, this is this is spiritual warfare. This is the enemy trying to take away my joy. This is the enemy trying to um, cause division in my home. Right. But it's because we're constantly he's telling us to constantly be alert. Yeah. Stay alert. Right. The devil walks around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it goes with that, where it's not so much that we need to just really be kind of at this blank slate and then try to distinguish what it is and then then go forth. But be prepared and have our armor on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I You know, it, it's really interesting. I think we can recognize that we live in a broken and fallen world. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to be tempted to fall into this trap of trying to label things. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, I, I tell my students all the time, part of, a big part of learning this field and practice of mental health care is is a willingness to step into the gray. Mm-hmm. You have oh. to be willing to step into the gray. All the time, and the world is constantly going to tell you you have to be black or white. Right. And and yet we could argue, I think, pretty well that any element of our brokenness is a result of the fall. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We are all sinful, yes. fallen creatures. Yes. And yet when we try to put these categories into black or white, that's where we run into issues where yes. we shame people. We tell them you must not be trusting God enough or praying enough or spending time in the word enough if you're wrestling with these things. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a both and. Yes. It's a both and. You know, I think about um, the blind man he, in John, mm-hmm. where he talks about, you know, that the Pharisees bring this blind man to Jesus and say, well, is it because he sinned or his parents sinned that he's mm-hmm. blind? And he was like, neither. Neither. You all got it wrong. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Everything is yep. to bring glory to me. Yes. And Absolutely. so even in his blindness, mm-hmm. it will be used for my glory. Mm-hmm. I love that you use that that scripture as well, because it's like. In, in, and especially, like you said, in mental health, we're we're trained to diagnose, yeah, right, everything, and it can be, you know, and this is where we have to think about the integration, or either, or or just making sure that we have wisdom when we talk about mental health, like you said, because we even as clinicians can fall into the trap of it has to be something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and it might, you know, and and then we depending on how we're feeling that day, we'll side one way or the other, but it definitely is, you know, where we're constantly making sure that we understand that there 
you know, what is it? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And it's like, it is not, all, it's not this, this carnal world that we're fighting against, like you said. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. However, whatever the, the, what we might be experiencing might absolutely be carnal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think, like you said, we can't separate it out. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Job again. Mm-hmm. When, when, when the devil told God he was going to tempt Job, when mm-hmm. God allowed the devil to tempt Job. Mm-hmm. The devil went after every part of Job. Right. It wasn't like the devil just showed up and said, Jesus isn't real. Right. He took away his relationships. Right. His he, animals. He literally <laughs> took away his livelihood. Right. So he, he took away relationships. Mm-hmm. He took away financial stability. He took away his physical health. Yes. He took away his mental health mm-hmm. and well-being mm-hmm. because we are holistic beings. Yes. And every single one of those eliminations was literally, to quote Ephesians, a scheme of the devil. So it was all spiritual warfare, but it had physical, relational, emotional... That's good. ...psychological impact on Job. Yes. So that I think that's kind of where... We started off asking, okay, I'm not, you know, sure, right? Right. I think... (laughs) We've gone off in a lot of different directions. What's new? Yeah. But we didn't know, you know, where it's hard to kind of stand in front, like you said, in front of our students and then have these type of conversations. Yeah. And we kind of came into this episode today just saying, let's let's talk it out yes. in real time. Yes. And I love that we're kind of processing it because now, right now, for me, it is, it, you know, this idea of, wait, 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 we can't parse this and make it as if these are these separate elements. And I love that you use Job where it's like he attacked every part of his being. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, wait, is that because he did this or is it because God is doing this? No, he God doesn't allow he doesn't do things, but he allows things to happen. So he's not he's not um, he, it's not like he doesn't have control or he, he's out eating sushi. Right. Right. <laughs> so we know. I really hope that when I get to heaven, he Jesus eat. and I are eating sushi. Just sushi. <laughs> what kind of sushi? I like I like, like real you, uh, you like real fake sushi. sushi. I know I like the fake sushi. <laughs> <laughs> like joke. <laughs> you wait. You Mariano. go to the grocery store? No, not I, I do not. I do not. <laughs> do not because my daughter likes real sushi, so I have to sit mm-hmm. there with her and eat yeah, the real sushi. Good. I like anyway. the real sushi, like the sashimi. Yeah, see, sashimi. I can't, I can't pronounce it, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so I'm just curious. You know how. And maybe maybe the answer is actually we don't need to discern. I'm thinking about now, this is really informing the way in which I, I think about how how scripture talks about our roles. You know, because mm-hmm. you and I have faced this where mm-hmm. we've been told by I'm sure well-intentioned individuals that mental health has no place in the church. Right. Mental health professionals, psychology, right. it's self-focused, it's self-help, right. it, you know, diminishes the working of the Holy Spirit and God in our lives. And yet to me, I'm like, hmm, this is casting a whole new meaning. And I'm going to butcher the, the scripture, but it's where Jesus says, you know, something along the lines of uh, those who are well are in no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Mm. And I think we probably at times, myself included, look at that and put our, and put myself in the category of being well. Right, right. Right? Of course, yeah. But yet, yeah. I mean, the whole essence of our podcast is not that we are well. It's right. that we are constantly striving to become mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And so if Jesus says we need a physician, mm-hmm. and yes, I understand that God is the great physician, mm-hmm. but he also gifted us physicians yes. to walk alongside us in the process of healing. Yes. 
And we fall under that category yeah. in the medical professions. Yes. We are mental health providers. And so I'm, I'm just like now all of a sudden really rethinking the ways in which we approach communal care. I mean, mm. even Job, God sent, and they messed it up, and that was the essence of your talk. <laughs> it's friend. But, but he did send yeah. community to be with Job, yes. recognizing that was a part of his relational, absolutely. mental, and we're, spiritual we're, healing. We're, we're relational we're beings. Really? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's I think that's the key where it's, it's you know, and it's very interesting, and I know this is going to sound very... Um, I guess basic because I, I, I've kind of been tearing my hair out trying to make this, you know, equivalence for so long. And for some reason, you know, the mental health profession still gets a bad rap because of it. If you still, you know, if you go to your friend and got an infection. Yeah. And if you told us that your friend got an infection really bad in um, her body, his or her body, I can't remember if you said it was a woman, but, and I, and then, I doubt there would be anyone that would say that's spiritual warfare. Yeah. And if they did, it's not as if they would tell her not to go to the doctor. Right. It's a both and. Right. Yeah. You absolutely. Know. And I, I and I don't know anyone who would do that, right. at least not in, you know, the Western world, you know. But it's it's you know, so it's very interesting to me where, you know, and this again might I don't want to, di- you know, digress too much that that. The, the the both and really is not that complicated in other fields yeah in other medical professions but it's it's always an issue of confusion in the mental health field yeah it really is and and you're absolutely right nobody did she, right. we were like do you have a good doctor can right. you help and we said we're praying for yes you. and because yes. there are times i mean mm-hmm. we see it god says to the to the young girl that had died mm-hmm. stand up mm-hmm. Or sit up and stand up, right? Yeah. And so we know that God is a God of miracles, and we also know that God has gifted us physicians and yes. healers and and other other professions that come yeah. alongside. Mm-hmm. And so it's a both and, right? Because again, like you said, it is spiritual warfare, but it's also, but you know, that warfare is affecting our relation, our relationships, yeah, our physical, you know welfare our you know emotional our psychological yeah and so yeah both and yeah it really is which then you know i think allows us to read scripture and be even more enlightened so going back to that verse in ephesians ephesians 6 verse 16 says in all circumstances take up the shield of faith we were talking about the the armor of god right Mm -hmm. with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one Mm mm-hmm and one of the questions posed to us was, could flaming darts of the evil one also be called intrusive thoughts? Yes. Totally, right? <laughs> and you know what's interesting? So flaming darts, I would imagine, are like darts that are literally on fire. Mm-hmm. So they're probably pretty darn hot. Right. And I don't know if you ever read this book. It's called Mind Over Mood. Mm-mm. It's a book that when I was when I first started teaching a class way back in the day, um, it, we were focused on r- cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And so this book, Mind Over Mood, talks about how to, I mean, essentially, it's not, a, it's not a biblically based book. It's not written by a Christian to my knowledge, but it, um, it talks about essentially taking every thought captive. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, one of the exercises in the book is to identify a thought that you have regularly mm-hmm. that triggers you to feel anxious or depressed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thought is actually labeled a hot thought. Wow. So, so that 
that flaming dart. Right. It's a flaming. <laughs> dart. I'm going to start using that from now yes. on. So what is your flaming dart? I mean, if a flaming dart hit me, I'd probably be pretty agitated. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would feel like right. you don't belong here. You're very intrusive. Go away. Right. Right. And um, and it's interesting because that going further into the exercise, the goal is, OK, so you identify your quote unquote hot thought mm-hmm. and maybe it's I'm not worthy or maybe it's I'm not capable or maybe it's I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then think of a circumstance in which you felt that hot thought, mm-hmm. which we would argue from a biblical perspective is of the devil, mm-hmm. because God is never telling us mm-hmm. these things about us in right. terms of our worth and value. Mm-hmm. And and so you say, okay, what is all the evidence mm-hmm. that I have that supports this thought, mm-hmm. right? Reality so, testing. Yep. Reality testing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, maybe it's I'm a failure. Right. That's my hot thought. Mm-hmm. And so uh, maybe maybe recently at work, I had a huge project, and uh, when I went to complete the project and get feedback from my boss, my boss told me, we really expected more from you, Mm. and this project was not Mm -hmm. to the standard of our organization, and we're not going to put you in this level of responsibility anymore. You have not proven to us you're capable of of managing this, right? And out of that, I've thought I'm a failure. That's all the evidence that supports that thought. Mm -hmm. Then you take it a step further, and you go, Okay, but what's the evidence that negates that thought? And what do Christians have that can negate those thoughts? Our identity in Christ. Absolutely. Bible truth. The Bible. Yes. All of those things, all of those righteous things. So yeah. even if I did fail at the task, which mm-hmm. let's be honest, we fail. We start right. life off failing. I mean, I look <laughs> right. at my niece who is so cute and two and she runs around and does everything now. But just a, you know, just a year ago, she could barely stand on her two feet. Right. She was learning to walk. Right. And so she, she failed at it frequently. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she wasn't a failure. Right. She failed at an action that right. she has now accomplished and succeeded at. Right. And so sometimes we go, well, there is no evidence to negate the fact that I'm a failure because I failed at this task. But okay. It's thought. It's yeah. the thought, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and you're looking at it not from a biblical perspective because right. you're saying your identity is a failure. Yes. Oh, Scripture, immersing mm-hmm. yourself in the truth of God's word, says mm-hmm. you're not a failure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you failed at a task, but that's not your identity. Right. And now we've extinguished the flaming dart of the devil. I love it. Because you can re- you can fail at a thing, but that then goes back into, you know, put up the shield of faith and extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. So it's not the action that you're trying to necessarily extinguish. Totally. Right? right. It is the, the flaming darts are what you are putting your identity in because of that action. Yeah. Right? Or what you're thinking about yourself because of that action. Yeah. Right. That's when we talk about the intrusive thoughts and the flaming darts is not necessarily like you said, we're all going to fail. But we need to make sure that we are rooted in Christ and rooted in our identity to make sure that we know when those darts come, because the implication here is that the darts are coming. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. It is then saying, okay, when they come, be strong in your faith, you know, be strong in your faith prior to that so that you know how to handle those flaming darts. Do you know what I mean? Well, and I think that's a great argument, too, for where mental health professionals can be a source of support in mm-hmm. the middle of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not separating out the two categorically, then if I'm experiencing an onslaught of intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. that are communicating to me something different about my worth and value, sometimes in the midst of that, it's really difficult to step outside of your own experience, yes, right? Absolutely. And gain perspective. Absolutely. 
And so if I'm talking with a professional who's helping me recognize that these thoughts are occurring and the messages that I'm embracing as a result of that and how that's then affecting my emotional well-being, my physical well-being, my spiritual, because we know, like, could you imagine if you're literally being hit by flaming darts of the evil one and you have to go to work? Right. Or you got to go hang out with your friends. You got to take care of your household. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. I I have no motivation. I have no energy. I'm crying all the time. Mm -hmm. I've got these thoughts racing through my head. Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. And boom, I've just described all the symptoms of depression. Right. 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 And the thing about it is, it's that I, you know, as, as we're talking, I think there is a, um, you know, we talk about, you know, what's what's stereotypical or what the, you know, the assumptions are in mental health or what mental health professionals do. And it's not, it's not this, you know, and I don't want to make this huge argument right now, but it's not as if they would say, okay, no, that's not flaming darts from the evil one. Yeah. Right. That's not, you know, not a good mental health professional. Right. (laughs) Right. They will help you with those intrusive thoughts. Yeah. You are the Christian. You are the one that understands what that means. Right. And what that looks like. And as a mental health professional, we are looking for, okay, what resources have you used in the past that worked and what resources do you lean on? How can we use these? Maybe maybe adjust those resources or or how would those resources look? I have been, you know, even with a secular counselor and the secular counselor asks, you know, well, what are your resources that you've used before? And I will say the Bible. I'm Mm -hmm. a Christian. Right. And so they use that framework. Yeah. So it's not this thing as if it is, you know, mental health professionals, you know, are looking to take this whole science and erase, <laughs> you know, you know, this theological, some might, you know, yeah. but theolo- our theological, you know, or theological stance or even our identity in Christ. But it's this idea that we know as Christians, okay, I understand intrusive thoughts. It was not very difficult for me to understand intrusive thoughts being a Christian when I was going through school because I understood what that means in the spiritual realm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm going to bring it back to, a physical ailment, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of research that shows having a a spiritual faith, Mm -hmm. a grounded faith tradition is actually a protective factor for people going through serious illnesses, right? And so I think about somebody who has a diet. I mean, we have chaplains in hospitals for a reason. right? And I think about somebody who's going through a diagnosis of cancer. Mm -hmm. You... May or may not be. I mean, I I, I wouldn't necess- I wouldn't put myself in this category. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I had a diagnosis of cancer, mm-hmm. my number one priority would be to find the specialist mm-hmm. that treats that type of cancer mm-hmm. well. That's right. got a good track record. Right. right. My first priority wouldn't be they've got to be a Christian. Right. I would hope that they have been trained well mm-hmm. enough to ask me, mm-hmm. what are some of the supportive factors in your life yes. that are going to help you mm-hmm. in this time of essentially us working together to attack the illness in your body. Yes. And that as Christians, that's when we, you know, hope again, you know, we can, when we could dive in and pull out that reliance on Christ. Yeah. And who, right. Yeah. As opposed to, again, like you said, just have this, um, you know, this, this separate or, or this exclusive idea of what that looks like as, you know, again, relational beings. And and I'm going to raise this a little bit, and then I know it's probably, you're going to have to bring us back because it might. You're going to checkmate me. <laughs> checkmate. No, 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 no. But I'm going to raise this in terms of like, does it, 
I oftentimes think that if I'm not with a Christian person, say a physician, mm-hmm. and that person may be an expert, if we use your example, yeah, isn't our goal, one of our goals, to help build the kingdom? Ooh. So our, Whoa, I like where you're do going you know with mean? this. So yes, our say that they're not a Christian and say that they don't know anything about spiritual warfare, right? What is what is my position as a vessel for him mm-hmm. to be used in relation to this other person? Yes, yes. Okay, so another example. So I was on social media the other day and I saw a friend post something about a friend of theirs mm-hmm. um, in another state who had been involved in a really tragic accident and, and suffered a traumatic brain injury. Mm. And, um, and so this person was, you know, not, it wasn't looking to be a good outcome. They weren't sure if they were going to wake up. Mm-hmm. If they woke up, would they have permanent brain damage? Mm. Would they be able to walk again? All these kind of things because our brain is very fragile, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in five days, this the individual has made like a miraculous wow. 180. Wow. They've got a long road of recovery to sure. go still, but they are like what I have read about the situation is that this, this guy, I think it's a guy, um, is literally just, confounding the doctors with his progress mm-hmm. and because they're believers mm-hmm. his parents his, i think he's uh, 18 19 year old kid um are giving all the glory to god yes. right god yes. is doing miraculous healing right. and so they're being a testimony and a witness yes to god's healing protective power in this man's life and the doctors are seeing this yes absolutely so I, I and that, you that story yeah it, it encompasses exactly what I was saying one hundred percent and it goes right back to mm-hmm. what Jesus said about the blind man mm-hmm. it's not about it's not about sin right you guys stop putting it in black or white categories right. stop trying to give the devil more ground to right. work with right. it's about bringing glory to me yes absolutely so then just even the, the the question of like spiritual warfare and mental illness in the end it is about giving glory to God yeah right yeah so whether it wherever it comes from and understanding, you know, that we need to be on guard. We need to have our armor on so that we can actually be able to respond in a way that it, with wisdom, but it ultimately gives glory to God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm getting a picture of our future Mm t-shirt merchandise. It's going to be like a little, little, um, uh, you know, old school armor person, Mm -hmm. you know, like you see in the the, uh, haunted houses. (laughs) (laughs) And he's and his shield's gonna say like spiritual warfare mm-hmm. equals spiritual welfare. I love that. Okay, take note, whoever's listening, if you design T-shirts, I love that. Hit us up. <laughs> yes, I love where we went with this episode. Me it's too. literally expanded my understanding of how I approach spiritual warfare and mental wellness. Like, yeah. it literally, I'm just gonna be constantly looking them at as the same as integrated yes. elements. And I and I think you and our audience were kind of riding with this because we, like you said, we we were kind of you know this we processed this with you guys. We literally <laughs> did. We literally did. Yeah. Oh. And so it's something that you know God, you, you know, again, we're gonna give God the glory in that and Amen. help us continue to speak to us. You know, when it comes to spiritual yeah. warfare, welfare. <laughs> well, maybe this 
cause some more questions for those of you that are listening. We'd love to have your feedback. You can find us on becomingwellpodcast.org. You can find us on social media, Becoming Well Podcast. Um, and you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a like. We would love a five-star review and send us some questions that we could potentially tackle in another podcast. Be well. Be well. <laughs>